0: From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. This morning, uh, Manish and I are going to uh, discuss something that uh, that was uh, released as part of a blog post just a couple of weeks ago. And, and frankly, it's, it's taken off in its readership. It's called "What Is a Bear Market," and obviously, uh, time time is uh, timeliness is everything. Uh, we thought it was good to unpack that a little bit further in our discussion. So, on that note, uh, Manish, I'm going to fire some questions at you along the way. Um, you know, we want to make sure that uh, that we get a chance to to dig in here a little bit deeper. Um, any initial thoughts that you have before we get started?
1: Well, I mean, this was all born from a. a- a headline on on wall street journal and so after we had that decline uh there was a headline that said dow jones enters new bull market um a- after the you know what 25 percent odd rally we had from the bottom and and i was sort of scratching my head when i saw that and i was like I, did we ever leave the bear market to begin with and and then so we went on this quest about you know defining this finding different definitions and uh it was sort of all over the place, and you and I were talking you know, about what is our definition and, and what sort of uh, can we unpack from all the right. other definitions you see out there. So that, that sort of was right. how this all came about and, um, and why it was written to begin with. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, so, uh, so answer this. Why, why do you think we need to define a bear market, or do we need to define
1: a bear market? I think it's all academic, right? So in terms of managing money, you know, the trend is the trend, whether you're in a downtrend or uptrend, or if you're just into passive investments, it really doesn't matter what the definition is. So a lot of this is purely academic, but uh, there are products out there that are designed to, at least in their marketing, you know, handle bull and bear markets differently. And so, you know, if that's the case, then then we should probably define it or at least have some common definition. Um, And and internally, you know, you and I, when when we're doing these research pieces, we should, uh, you know, make sure that we clearly define what we think is a bear market.
0: You know, as we, uh, and I'm going to, here in a moment, I'm going to read a a basic definition from Investopedia. But um, do you think some of the things should matter in a definition, like bringing in outside sources or measurements or you know, GDP, I've heard people talk about GDP and recession and all kinds of things like that. I mean, is that, is that typically part that you've seen in my research? That's kind of what I found. Everybody's throwing in all kinds of bits and pieces.
1: You know, I really think that the, te- the definition varies on what the person's narrative is. And so, you know, uh, <laughs> good, good point. Uh, it, good. It just point. depends. Like for some people it's, you know, you know, how can you say that, you know 19% is not a bear but 20 is um, but at some point you have to pick a definition or else you're just continuing to move the goalposts so uh, to each their own whether it's GDP declines or recessions however you want to calculate it I mean that's that's up to you but but we have a specific definition that we follow um, and and okay. for the most part you know we, we don't uh, take into account anything outside of the math of it um, and not necessarily uh, any other factors Okay,
0: so let me, let me start this with uh, reading the Investopedia definition. Uh, a bear market is when a market experiences prolonged price declines. It typically describes a condition in which securities prices fall 20% or more from recent highs amid widespread pessimism and negative investor sentiment. Bear markets are often associated with declines in an overall market or index like the S&P 500, but individual securities or commodities can also be considered in a bear market if they experience a decline of 20% or more over a sustained period of time, typically two months or more. Bear markets may also accompany general market downturns such as a recession. Now that, my friends, is a mouthful of definition. Forget the elevator speech. That's, uh... (laughs) I think that's, they tried to cover every possible basis in there. Oh my goodness.
1: It's a lot for sure. What are your thoughts when you hear that? Let's try to unpack it here. So, you know, (laughs) 20% from recent highs. Yes. I I think that's your classic definition, right? A 20% decline uh, from recent highs that I would agree with that at least.
0: Yeah, uh, there's another, as we break this apart a little bit, uh, it typically describes a condition in which security prices fall 20% more from highs, made widespread pessimism, and negative investor sentiment. Yeah, that's better, I mean, that that's
1: one? subjective, and so, you know, what I said earlier about, you know, Potomac, or at least myself, believing in the math of it, so, I, I mean, you can't say that without saying then how you're defining uh, sentiment and widespread pessimism, and um, yeah, you, know, you I would it agree. Just, it's just subjective. Is it the
0: VIX? Is it something else? I mean, who knows?
1: It's just vague. So I mean, you can change. Like I said, it can fit your narrative if that's what you want to say. But I, I would, uh, I would toss that one out uh, personally.
0: <laughs> All right, I've got one more piece of this definition as we break it out. Bear markets are often associated with declines in an overall market or index like the S and P 500. Is there a reason that uh, you think that they're? In this case, they say it's like the S and P 500. Could it be something else?
1: Yeah, so if you truly want to define a bear market, the best thing to use is the most broad-based index you can find, so uh, a Russell 3000 or or Wilshire 5000. Uh, the problem is that the reason people use the S&P 500, uh, us included, is because of the longevity of the track record. So things like the Russell 3000 mm-hmm. and the Wilshire just haven't been a long, uh, haven't been in in existence long enough to really do analysis on so in an ideal world you would like something more broad-based than the s p or the dow Um, but uh, in order to really go back you know early 1900s you have to use one of those two
0: and, you know, the the reality is, right, when you're talking about specific parts of the market, yes, they can go in a bear market, and, and, and then you have to deal with the definition anyway. But when you're talking about broad market, are we in, you know, you hear the phrase, and in the news, are we in a bear market? That's that's where I would agree we typically use the S&P because of Well, longevity. because, listen, listen, um, well, so, one, one thing yeah.
1: about that I want to touch on that you just mentioned, like in 2015 and 16, you know, you can make the argument that, uh, you know, small caps were in bear markets. There are a lot of asset classes that mm-hmm. declined more than 20%. So do you consider that um, a bear market? I mean, it, it, this goes back to the initial sort of argument, like either you are <laughs> going to define it or you're not, and and you can't sort of adjust it uh, based on the market or based on your thoughts at that time. Um, so, you know, you, in our opinion, at least, you know, you sort of have to just stick with the definition and, and uh, you know, live and die by it for the most part.
0: Yeah, well, so on that note, I think it's time for us to dig in. I mean, uh, you're the you're the uh, chief investment officer of Potomac. What is our definition of a bear market?
1: What do we look okay, at? Let's let's break that down because there's two parts of it. You can't actually define a bear market without defining a bull market, right? Um, so it, right. let's just take the the classic definition of a bear market, mathematically being a 20% decline from uh, recent highs. Uh, with that being said. Okay. Uh, it's not complete without actually defining a bull, which in our case is uh, we would define as a 20% increase uh, to a new yearly high. Now we use the S&P 500 and the Dow only to define that. And so let's let's unpack that part as well. So recently we had a 35% okay. decline. Um, and then we had a, so far, we're in the midst of whatever 25% give or take rally. And so By our definition, because it hasn't gone to a new yearly high uh, on a rolling year, uh, 12-month basis, uh, it's not considered a bull market. You're still in a bear market. And the reason that's such is if you look back, let's take the the, uh, 29 bear market, the Great Depression, there was four separate instances where we had uh, humongous declines in rallies. And so if you're not going to define what that bull is, technically, during the depression, I could make the argument that you had four really large bear markets instead of one big one. And I've seen that stat, if you go back and even Google, you know, bear markets, the S&P 500, some people have, um, you know, multiple, multiple bear markets in that 29 period. So you you sort of have to define what you think a bear is to complete the cycle.
0: Yeah, yeah, a bear and a bull. And, you know, if they didn't, if they weren't somewhat similar, I think that that would be Another sort of red flag, like wait a second, why is it you know why is it not a almost a mirror image of each other? So uh, I appreciate the uh, the clarity for our audience in in how we look at uh, bull and bear markets. Well, so
1: let's let's I mean just um, I, I, you know there was a lot there. So essentially, what we're saying is a twenty yeah. percent decline from highs on either the S and P or the Dow, uh, and right. a bull would be defined as a twenty percent increase uh, to a new yearly high. And if you don't make that new yearly high, you're still in the bull. I mean, still in the bear that you're coming into. In the it bear. With. Yep. Correct. Correct.
0: And and you know this is this is the the talk of head fakes and things like that. I mean, look. Sometimes the market will do these crazy things, as you have described, and it'll be up in a good chunk, but. You know, again, if the client hasn't, nobody's gotten their money back yet. Uh, certainly not in this uh, this event. One of the things I will throw in here, and I thought this was interesting, as I was looking at at all kinds of definitions from different groups, people, entities, uh, organizations, etc. The one that really stuck out to me that was really pretty short. Motley Fool made a reference to the fact that basically none of this until you look in retrospect, is is valid. So whatever your definition is, you have to wait and be able to look backwards and say, okay, what's really going on here, right? You might be in what becomes a new bear, mar- uh, bull market or vice versa, but until you f- get past those markers, you you can't really say. So uh, I think it's interesting, right, with all the headlines and, and so forth in our media, oh, it's a bear, it's a bull, it's a this or it's a that, Look, sometimes you just have to be patient. Wait and see what happens, and well, I'm then not, you'll be I'm, able to I'm define, you know, the, make sure it matches. I'm going to take that. the
1: other side of this argument. I, I mean, I, I would I would agree on that for a bull market, right? Because you have to make a new yearly high. But for a bear market, I would I would disagree. I mean, you we're clearly in a bear market right now, no matter how well, you want to define it. Um, and if that lasts, you know, four weeks or eight weeks, and then, then so be it. But but as of now, um, depending on when Christopher puts this out, we we're, we're in a bear market.
0: True. And uh, I, I, I appreciate that response because we we dropped more than 20%. We hit New Yearly low for our definition. That triggers it, right? So uh, anyway, as we move forward, any other conclusion that you, uh, that you see appropriate for this particular discussion?
1: It, that, it was just interesting doing the research, you know, because you saw so many variations. Just like you mentioned earlier within that Investopedia, you know, there's all these additional caveats that people add to it. Right. Uh, and there was all these different variations of it. And and it's fine. It's it's all academic. I don't think it's something to get really riled up about. It's um you know, each person is you know, can define it however they want. Uh your 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 mindset should be on whatever systems you use and, and whatever trends you want to define. And it shouldn't matter necessarily from a money management point of view, um uh you know, holistically if you're in a bear or bull market. I mean it, it just comes down to an academic definition.
0: Well, and that's part of the reason that we we you know when we were originally doing research, it's like I had a bunch of different quotes and things that I uh, that I saw and and in the end, I mean, I read the investopedia and most of the definitions i i were I was finding from very well-known people and organizations were long like that. I mean, it takes three minutes just to read the damn you know two or three paragraphs. It's pretty insane, you know, or, or three different caveats. Well, if this doesn't happen, then if this happens, then it. Co- you know look there's a point at which we try to keep it simple stupid that's pretty much what we do and so our definition i think is a pretty easy one to to put in your back pocket and carry along with you if you want to jump on that uh jump on that ship so what uh what recommendations do you have today
1: well i, I don't know if you saw the the show notes i put in there but uh have you seen this the last dance documentary yet have you started it
0: huh. all right i'm going to i'm going to cut to the reel right now i'm a little pissed <laughs> Because I watched them last night, and I thought I would change my my deal because that was even more timely than my recommendation, and you already had it in here.
1: Well, sorry, first come, first serve. So you know, obviously, (laughs) I you know, exactly. I was born in 1980, so during my childhood years of being a huge basketball fan, that the Bulls were an absolute dominant team, and so the last dance is the 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 jordan documentary of that last uh uh, sixth uh, championship year and it's amazing that they sat on some of this footage for that long um i mean it's been 30 some odd years that they sat on some of this footage so i just got through episode one and the first part of two um and so i'll I'll try to finish that up and there's a 10 part episode um espn Mm -hmm. or if you have um i guess paid streaming you can get it on on hulu and things like that but uh, so far for it's not for everyone but for me it's it's an absolute joy to sort of uh you know relive those memories uh all over again
0: yeah i you know I, air jordan i mean that's the, it, there's still the fact that the fact that he is even a topic of conversation today it, it it speaks volumes um but i i have watched both full episodes and i'm just amazed myself at what you said right how long how much footage they've had and not done anything with but also, I had no idea the uh, you know the strife and some of the BS that was going on in the background. I mean, you know, to me that that is is insane and and indicative of well, of the fact no, that you know, no social good, media good players play right.
1: Like <clears throat> if, if that would that would right. happen today, everything would leak out. Oh, absolutely. You know? But uh, absolutely. no social media, you can you, you can hide a lot of things back then at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, look what's going on with the Patriots and Tom Brady and all Uh, that We're not getting into football, okay? I don't want to hear anything about the Chiefs.
1: What's your recommendation?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So mine is a show. It's a uh, five—there are five seasons. There's basically six episodes in a season. It's called Peaky Blinders. It's a Netflix show. Uh, You can get it in a few other places because some of the the original seasons— but uh, it's basically a show set in the 20s and 30s. So it's a little bit of a flashback. It's in Britain. And it's ba- Peaky Blinders is basically the name of a gang, for lack of a better phrase, whatever you want to call it back then. And it's just their struggle and strife from a, a you know, low-income, working class. They're, they're bookies. That's what they start as. They're bookies, this group of people, the family. And you know it just grows and expands and, and so forth. And something I thought was pretty unique This is much like, uh, I think Christopher had given a recommendation of a show called Dickinson on uh, Apple TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is set back then, right? A period piece of the 20s and 30s, but a lot of the music is actually current music. Or they had, uh, uh, oh goodness, Black Sabbath was part of the background music during part of this on one episode, right? And so it's just interesting. And it took me a number of episodes before that even hit me. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. That, that's an electric guitar. Or that's, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm like, it, but it's cool. I mean, they, cool. they pull it off. Great characters, great action. It is a little gory, just food for thought. There is some stuff that you kind of, take a pause at right uh if you don't like that sort of thing you're not gonna like this but i dig it i totally dig it my son called me and told me about it so all right cool all right on that note hey thanks i appreciate it uh that's we now know a little bit more about what is a bear market and uh we appreciate all the followers uh give us a call uh use the connect us page if you have any uh insight or have additional questions thanks a lot have a good week All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.